0: How you doing? This is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. My name is Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm TJ Miller. And right now you're listening to Sandra Carusi. The one and only Sandra Carusi.
1: Carusin' on down the listening highway. Welcome to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi on talk radio, AM 640, and HD radio.
0: I have a few girl crushes, Dean. Yeah? In my heteros ways.
1: You have more than a few, I Yeah, I, I do. Say.
0: I do, because I have a lot of respect for a lot of women, and some I just don't. But no, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot I do. <laughs> Welcome, Dean. Um, what's your name? Young from talkhold.co back yeah. from your world tour in Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah,
1: my world tour <laughs> of impressive, the prairies.
0: Impressive. Okay, well, today we have someone that I've always admired, and I love what she does. A uh, huge fan, so I'm, I want to get right to it, because, um, because there's a lot to talk about, and she's going to school me on certain things. Yeah.
1: How to be on the TV.
0: On the TV, which yeah. I know nothing about. Melissa DeMarco!
2: Oh, hey! That was my Oprah info. Wow! Canadian
0: personality and actress. You were on Degrassi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if a lot of people know that. How long were you there on there Ten for? seasons.
2: Okay. <laughs> if you don't know that, you're a spaz. With Drake. I know. With Drake. We call it The Drake years. That's what I like to call it.
0: How many years was that?
2: Uh, About half of that was with him. And then the other half after he left and became super, super Super famous.
0: How is that like uh, now? You've interviewed Mm -hmm. him now, obviously. Is there that connection like you get that in with him now?
2: Yeah, it's really interesting is that he's super humble. Like people say, Uh, there's no ego and he's super nice. And we bumped into each other at a Justin Bieber event. And all oh the press gosh. wanted to talk to him and I was kind of like, ah, I'm not going to bother him. And then just came over and started to talk to me. So it was really great. And so he was on my show and it was all cash. That's huge. Yeah.
0: yeah I saw that interview. It was a very good interview and we're going to talk about that because I'm, I'm learning. So 12 years on, um, I, I can I say City TV? Well, we'll know if we're going to cut it out anyway. Um, that's where it is. That's where it is. <laughs> yes. So it's sit down interviews, scripted scenes, and the show is, you're you're not yourself, you're Acting like a character of yourself
2: Yeah basically every episode Is based on my real life experiences So if I do something And people go did that really happen And I go yes it did And we sort of either glamorize it, dramatize it, or give it another morphing. So Mm -hmm. I am playing a comedic version of myself Mm -hmm. and the characters on my show. Everyone, like even, you know, Kevin and my camera guy Mm -hmm. or my story producers and my parents, they all appear on my show as versions of themselves. Mm
0: -hmm. It's almost like stand-up comedy works that way, right? Because we embellish or we use versions of ourselves, right? Exactly. That's the real premise. And it's nice seeing it on TV. And then you have these... Uh, oh, I don't know. No listers that you interviewed, like um, George Clooney and Brad Pitt and um, uh, Adam Sandler. They've been, um, yeah,
2: a few people like that have been on the show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, like uh, We're going to get into that because I'm going to go crazy on that because I had my two minutes of red carpet fame and you're going to teach me. Oh some, my. Okay. We are we talking before uh, air on that because there, there is a way to get around mm-hmm. red carpet and I did it just for last festival, Dean, as you know, yeah. 2015 and 2016 and in July, it's coming up and I'm going to do it better and oh, I want we tips. we
2: can talk. Definitely. I should just and bring I,
1: Melissa. Yeah. And night. I'm not going to get food poisoning this year. <gasps> oh, I know. What a way You
2: were sick
0: for three days yeah. and, at the best Yikes. parties. Yeah. yeah so you um, so you're an actress and then you produce this show which is huge and you're a writer producer and then you have some writers. Are they comedians?
2: Ah, well, uh, some come from a comedic background Mm -hmm. and some are just there as writers to kind of fill in the holes and the arcs. So, so yeah, so they basically, when actors come on the show, they improv a lot. So I Mm -hmm. like to work with funny people, whether it's huge celebrities or I like to promote Canadian talent, they come on and we just have fun. Mm -hmm. So the writing is more arcing the reality of my experience and then we just go for it.
0: Um, I think somebody
1: applied for the job. <laughs> uh, I did. I did was in there years someone. ago. Really?
2: I didn't go for you. What? We didn't. We didn't hire you. <laughs> you honestly, didn't, you didn't
1: hire me, and now I'm here.
2: Well, listen. We're doing casting this afternoon. So really? My director is in. Maybe I have some pull, and I can have yeah. you come in. I'm looking for a love interest on the show.
1: Oh, there we no. go. Oh, what a match. I when live I fiz- up the street from the studio, from your studio. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. Oh, my
2: gosh. Convenient.
1: Casted. <laughs>
2: Melissa, let's, like, I,
0: I love Dean so much, but just the physical, like that, how can we call that relationship? How would that work?
1: <laughs> um, Out of my league.
0: Yeah. That could <laughs> be I the would theme say. of the show. Yeah. Like when guys aim, because you do Tinder tales. I do. And that that's about dating. And yeah. this would be a perfect example when guys aim way off Right? Is that mean? No, that's
1: true. In fact, if I ever find true happiness in my personal life, I'm losing so many gigs. (laughs) There's no more Tinder tales. There's no
0: comedy in that. No. So we have the great Melissa DeMarco here. I can't wait to ask her a lot of questions. Um, And before we go to break, I I just want to ask you, what are your favorite interviews? Oh, there's huge. I I mentioned George Clooney. Yeah, actually,
2: the ones I love the best are the ones that are unpredictable. Where I go in, I don't know what's going to hit me, what's going to happen. And those stars you mentioned, like the George Clooney's, Michael Sheen is a great mm. comedic actor mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. improver. So when he comes on, it's just so much fun. And obviously, you know, I can never get away from Kermit. He's still my favorite. Kermit the Frog! <laughs> I know, can't beat that. But since then, there have been a lot of other big stars that come on and just have fun.
0: Who, who's been a tough interview?
2: Uh-oh. I, I, I know, see, you don't want to say, I it. say it. I know, only I know. Been...
0: Yeah. I shouldn't put you on no, the spot. No, actually,
2: one went to air, so I can say the one that went to air. Okay. All right? William Hurt on a red <gasps> carpet. Really? Okay, yeah. interesting. he mean? Like it, just a uh, snot? It, it, we aired it so I can talk about it. Uh, we were on this red carpet for a movie, and as you know, having done red carpets, mm-hmm. sometimes the journalists don't get to see the movie before red carpet. Right. Because it's a premiere, That's right? right. Yep. And he expected the journalist to know everything about the movie and oh, and he was just not forgiving and not really great about it. But we had fun and at the end it was funny and cute and so so it wasn't that yeah, bad. Good but.
0: recovery. We're going to talk more about Red Carpet and Melissa DeMarco because she's done them all and I'm going to get some tips for my Just for last trip this year. I'm Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes Talk Radio, AM 640.
1: Hey, this is Russell Peters, and you're listening to Sandra Juicy Carusi.
0: <laughs> Inside Jokes, the show about comedy and producers and directors and actresses, and we've got one here, Melissa DeMarco, with her own show for 12 years out there, and it's on Saturday nights on City TV at 7 and
2: 7.30? That's wow, correct. Wow,
0: how did you pull that off?
2: Uh, you know, It's that good. It was one of those things, too, when I started this, I thought it'd be like three episodes and and really? I didn't think it'd be like 12 years so yeah so it's pretty crazy it just kind of
1: and that really doesn't happen in Canadian television no like that's... no I know <laughs> that's yeah. right
0: that's right and it's an entertaining show because we also don't always get access well there's the nighttime magazine shows right and we have we have it here ET Canada which is awesome Um so there's those and but you don't get red carpet every time and you just get access to a lot of stuff right a lot yeah, of premieres
2: and, and I, I like to have fun with it. Obviously, the entertainment shows like Entertainment Tonight and and that structure mm-hmm. is great for in the moment news. I try to tell bigger stories yes. that last a shelf life, which is really the diary of this entertainment journalist as she struggles to make it in the industry. That's kind of where yeah. the inspiration came from because <laughs> that's what I did. Based for all on these her years. life, yeah, exactly. Uh, before
0: that, what were you doing before you started out there?
2: Well. My acting, I was on another series called uh, Riverdale, A Soap on the CBC. Yes. And then Degrassi, and that's Mm. my acting side. And then I had this little show before David Letterman called Nightlife. I remember that. I started. Oh, there you go. Our audience remembers that. Catherine remembers that. fans remember that. And that was kind of my launching pad where I learned to produce this type of show, like in terms of entertainment style and hustle interviews and get big stars and work on on my craft. And Mm -hmm. then I came up with this idea and I pitched it to Network and said, hey, what about we follow the life of the entertainment journalist? And they're like, that's really cool. But how are you going to pull that off more than, you know, three times? And I said, I don't know, but let me try. And obviously here we are 12 years later.
0: Well, that w- it's a re- it was a reality show before reality shows became big. Really, because what would what what's twelve exactly. years? I can't do the math. It was two thousand five. It was yeah. when
2: we were a little forward thinking, and people were like, "That's unique and interesting," mm-hmm. yeah. but a little bit ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. So it was about three years later when people start to recognize the show because mm-hmm. there were other shows that were tapping into that reality feel mm-hmm. we call it gorilla style reality feel, yes. that kind of thing.
0: So, uh, just go to the red carpet again because I love that, and I just I want to share like the excitement of a red carpet and to be part of a, the reporter or that role. Now, I'm not a journalist; I don't have the background. You do,
2: but you've you've done this. You've interviewed like Kevin Hart. Yes, you've interviewed big Sebastian names. Sebastian Maniscalco. There you Judd go. Chad Apatow. Look yeah. at you, oh, Tommy girl. <laughs> Dina. <laughs> you don't need tips from me. No. You got it well, going on.
0: Um, so here's the thing. So when Just for Laughs is a very smaller, much smaller red carpet than what Melissa's used to. And Melissa, you've done, what's some of the bigger uh, award show or red carpets well, you've done? I
2: uh, went to the Cannes Film Festival. Huge. Covered that. Wow. Uh, Tribeca, which I'll be going to next week. Wow. And we did the Junos and uh, the Toronto Film Festival. That's so huge. So we do a bit of everything.
0: And you would have been doing TIFF long before. Like mm-hmm. when t- Tiff was really taking off.
2: Yeah, I was like, doing Tiff on my other show before this. So mm-hmm. I got a feel for it. And mm-hmm. as you know, being in the trenches, mm-hmm. it's a little tough. You know, we're always smiling and showing, yes. uh, putting our best foot forward, which, you know, in my case, I try, try not to trip. <laughs> do you have an earpiece?
0: Is there anyone feeding you information when you're on the red carpet? No,
2: but that would be nice. <laughs> That's what
0: the big shows do. I say that if you don't really, if you don't, I, I'm sure when you're watching the big award show, we've got our big fan club here in, in the audience, Catherine and Ali and Emily, right? Are you going to say... No, but you watch the award shows and you could see the earpieces because there's people feeding them information. Questions and guidance. Questions and like, they're so-and-so to your right and you want to get that interview and this is what you need to
2: know about that movie. Pretty much left on my own with yes. my cameraman. And so the two of us, we go rogue. That's oh basically Oh my gosh, it. Yeah. that's so tough.
0: And I can't tell you how hard that is. I did that... Um, at J F L again in my own little world and I'm lucky it was twenty two uh media loud so I was lucky to have the spot. That's great. That's good. I see yeah, yeah I weaseled my way in there. And um and uh, you're you're tight in there, right? And we were talking before the, yeah. the big media outlets get the big Interviews, like Like they get access. It's not
2: even like the size of a piece of paper, right? How can, like they scrunch people together, as you know. Yes. And how can you, I mean, you have to be like, not even a size four can fit on that spot. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's just ridiculous. Yes. And trying to to get an answer and a question, you know what that's like. Yes. It's, It's hard. And I don't mind showing it.
0: So uh, it was Seth Rogen and Judd Apatow on the red carpet. It was the launch of the Sausage Fest movie, uh, Just for Laughs. And so it was a, even tinier. It wasn't the red carpet JFL Awards. It was a very tiny, maybe five-foot red carpet. Yeah. So what they told it was an old theater in Montreal. And they said, okay, um, the photographers are going to go first. And after they take their pictures, they step back. And then the cameras and radio get to go in, Right. So these French photographers, because we're in Quebec, are just like hogging everything, right? And the salesperson slash comedian slash I don't care is like, okay, dude, je ne sais quoi, get out of the seat. And I'm in there and I'm trying. It's Seth Rogen. <laughs> and you, you, have Seth Rogen. you have to
1: pounce. You, you, you have to pounce on people when you have them. Jump, yeah. jump,
0: right? Oh, absolutely. I want to talk about some elbowing and stuff on the I, red carpet
1: you have to just roll with it and improvise i had to give moshe kasher a cigarette in exchange for an interview that's you have to do what oh, you have yes. to we're do gonna, bribes, were. bribes the
0: weed i'm going to talk about Seth rogan <laughs> sorry we went to weed right away on inside jokes talk radio am 640
1: This is K. Trevor Wilson. You're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. Hakeem Optical makes fine, fine eyewear.
0: Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640 with Melissa DeMarco from Out There. And her show has been on air for 12 years now. And mm-hmm. the new season is launching now this week. Yes. Or actually last week. It's on Saturday nights at 7 and 7.30 on City TV. And we're talking about red carpet scrum. And it's a great experience, but it's... Um, Die, Like, survival. So
2: what, we all get numbers. Yes. Right? So what number do you get? That's a
0: good question.
2: I'm sure you've talked to my camera guys about this. But, uh, you know, the carpets, like you said, when you were doing Just for Laughs, there's like, you know, 20 journalists. Yeah. Well, let's say the carpets I do, there's like 100 journalists. Oh, my gosh. And so there's number one, and then there's number... 69, 70, (laughs) 85. And, you know, I'm at the 85.
0: (laughs) Well, because then there's there's ABC, CBS, NBC.
2: And then the networks that obviously are prominent in the daily news entertainment genre. So they get first dibs on it, which we completely understand. But as you know, you really try to get the best story. And it's a lot more fun. The times that I have had the first five spots, it's kind of boring. Because you get the interview and, right? It's yes. just kind of boring. Yes. It's not fun. It's not exciting. You yeah. don't have to, you know, come up with a unique way to approach them. So mm. I, I enjoy kind of being being at a spot Back. where yeah. the, at, at the end. The yeah. expectation's
0: not there, too. And that's what
2: happened I was on a red carpet with, um, who was, uh, Kev? It was a comedy carpet a couple of years ago. And all these comedians from SNL were there. Wow. And we had kind of like the worst spot, like literally last behind a post <laughs> and, and, and I wish I was kidding. <laughs> oh my God. And it was, yeah, it was not. How do you,
0: but okay, let's talk about bribes on the red carpet because just works. before the break, I was talking about Seth Rogen and Judd Apatow, And so the music, the show was sausage fest. So I didn't, you don't ask serious questions to me. I'm just going to throw it out to, there mm-hmm. to you, Melissa. So I was saying it was big in the news about people, what was going on. And I said, uh, Seth. Yeah. First of all, he reeked a weed right? And he's known for smoking pot. He's very open about this. And the girl from Facebook Live was there and they had a booth. She came with me and um, she was ha- had a bag of weed for him. She goes, give him yeah. this bag of weed. I for said, real? I-, I swear to God. I said, I am on the red carpet. These guys are going to toss me out already because I'm screaming at French photographers. Um, and I asked the question, I said, uh, Seth, you know, the Association of Sausage Savers, better known as ASS, um, is very upset that you're only featuring a Frankfurter and not all sausages. And he went straight face to it. Right. And he went with he it He went too. with it. It was great. And then um the French photographers came back into the scene and just like kind of shoving me out and trying to stay in the scene. And then my little friend there with the little bag behind me, like <laughs> Cheech and chunk, going, give him the bag, give him the bag, I'll give you more time. I'm like, no, I'm not giving him the bag. Is there bribery on the red carpet to get well, more interviews? you
2: know what? I, I haven't tried that strategy, <laughs> but now... Now it all makes sense to me. <laughs> now it all makes sense. Feed them weed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the pot.
1: She's just going to be walking around with a duffel bag full of pot now. Oh yeah. Just to so give out. do you get
0: into Who's the most intimidating? I mean, okay, to okay, we'll get back to the other Who's the most intimidating? Like you I've seen your pictures of James Caan. I mean, you've got a list of some serious names here. Mm-hmm. Michael Douglas.
2: You know, I don't feel because it is my job, I feel that my job is to make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And when I can feel that someone needs to relax and feel like they're in the hot seat. Like right yes. now, I'm I'm in the hot seat <laughs> and I don't know what you're gonna you're gonna hit me with. And so it's a very vulnerable place to be. So oh, I take that's interesting. I take the celebrity side and it's very hard for them because they don't know how we're gonna spin the story, right? What we're gonna edit, how that's they're gonna true. appear. So I always try to think of what will make them feel good. But like you, I I I want to get beyond just the project i want to find out about them i want to have some fun so that's kind of my my mo and and they know that it comes out of a good place
0: so um being on the red carpet so often so i've only been on two but i've seen uh because it's jfl so the repeat interviews like sebastian maniscalco right so i got to interview him a couple times plus i'm a huge fan and i'm a suck that way what did you call it in the questions here dean when like does there anyone you get a, a
2: fan crush kind of yeah thing? yeah yeah
0: so he thinks i think he has a restraining order on me to be honest. <laughs> so many it's guests the same do. chick every time it's always like, hi, Sebastian. I did like i can't even stay straight because i just i'm a huge comedy fan right. and, and i and i see these people and i lose it because it's like judd apatow man like you don't mess around maria bamford or these kevin hart
2: oh yeah you know? he's great
0: so i had the height differential on the kevin hart thing i would think and you are a tall lady like me do you uh do you respect things like like i stood back so that it didn't look like i was towering over him but
2: is there little like physical tricks on the red carpet mm, i think the most like you you do have to elbow to own your yes. space okay and even if you uh a tr- tripod is good Like the one for your Cameraman And one for yourself mm-hmm. So you can own you know, the little square that's yours. Yeah. But other than that, I think you just, like in my case, I'm just so busy trying to, to get the interview that I don't think about those things. Like get over here. I
0: know. <laughs> so do you motion over? Listen to me right away. I want to know. What You're it. Just, yeah. Do you yeah.
2: motion, high five, like just wave? Well, I think we both have those booming voices. Yeah. <laughs> and so I am constantly like, Hey, over here, over here, Seth, Seth. Yeah. <laughs> right. But they hear the still photographers. Yes. And do, Find, sometimes they're a little nasty to them. Yes. Like, oh, over here, And that they don't turn. Oh, that dress doesn't look good on you. Like what? <laughs> they're kind of nasty. Yeah. still doctor- Just Bathing. so people people don't realize that. You could
0: say that again. Just so everybody's clear. We're talking about photographers on the red carpet to get the the paparazzi yeah. to get attention yeah. from the stars. They'll shout out horrible things. Yes, like TMZ ish. Yeah,
2: or they'll, they'll start nice and then if the celebrity accommodates risk, yeah. fine. If they don't, if they take wow. off, I didn't get my shot, I didn't get my shot. Julia over here, over here. Oh that dress, oh doesn't look good that way. turn like oh my it's gosh. like oh yeah, I'm like I'd start crying. <laughs> yeah. So, I would be yelling out, No, he's wrong. You look awesome, Julia. Yeah. I love you, Julia Robert. So then when they come to us, yeah. the video you know journalists you try to be super nice
1: <laughs> well and you offer them something so different too because I mean imagine in their shoes they're just giving these cookie cutter responses all day doing the same spiel and plugging all that you're actually interacting yeah. with them and putting them in a scenario where they can actually improv a bit and have some fun and, and open up and be loose
2: yeah like the one thing I realized is that they're bored about answering the same question yes. themselves yeah right? I mean obviously we're there to promote a movie or a book or, or whatever is important to them and that's what I'm there to facilitate but at the same time they're bored answering the same question they want something fun and interesting and someone who cares about what they want to talk about so try to keep it light
0: that's I think that's where your win is too because it is light and I think a lot of those interviews are you could tell the interviewers perhaps It's a skill set, too, by the way. I think a red carpet skill set is very different from, let's say, stand-up or sketch or reporters. And I think it depends who's conducting them. Well,
2: there's something that happened to me sometimes because I don't always get a chance to see the movie. And I had Jeff Goldblum in my studio. So it was a sit-down one-on-one. I had some basic research. And so I knew that he did magic tricks. So I started to talk about talents and magic tricks. Yes. And then at the end, the movie was a Holocaust movie, and it was a serious movie. (laughs) (laughs) What a segue. And he, you know, he appreciated that we launched, you know, talked about the movie, but moved on to something a little bit more fun. So sometimes you have to be sensitive to what the subject matter is. So
0: we're talking with Melissa DeMarco from out there and who's interviewed some huge, uh, people like Beyonce, Bill Gates, Bill Maher, Bill Murray, a lot of Bills. After the break, we're going to ask her who the dream interview would be on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640.
1: Hi, this is Sugar Sammy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with Sandra the Cruiser Carusi. Mm-mm-mm, gotta get me some of that.
0: Talk Radio AM 640, Inside Jokes, everything to do with comedy. And with comedy, you need to see it really well, and that's why Hakeem Optical helps oh, you with that.
1: I like yeah. watching
0: um, Melissa DeMarco with my Hakeem Optical Prada glasses on, just to tell you.
1: Yeah, what a plug. Yeah, it's nice. Incredible. And
0: then when I'm looking at... My friend Holly Garby from Harvey Garby Penny Real Estate. I want to know about Gene Simmons. I heard from a little bird, maybe in my ear. <laughs> Was that your yes. dream
2: interview? Uh, no, that wasn't my dream interview, but it was <laughs> it was a, a great uh, interview and I guess experience. I got an exclusive backstage when Kiss was in town oh, wow. uh, and it was really amazing, but it all spawned that I was at an event and we did this whole story. I know the, all the rumors about Gene Simmons and how many women he slept with and mm-hmm. 4,000 and whatever. And so we were there and my camera guy was kind of talking about, hey, well, he's going to try to pick you up. and I said, no, he's not. He's not. He's going to take my card. He's going to talk business. And so it was, it was perception versus reality and it was the the idea that my character perceived the worst and really it was just perception and he ended up being a super nice guy and really did want to talk business and really did want to give me backstage access to interview the band and it was completely
0: wow on the clean on the
2: clean but it was you know I basically took the the stereotype or or just the rumor and sort of went with it and my character was very neurotic about it and at the end of the day it was just kind of fun.
0: It must be hard to do that when you're in character and having to play that character. Mm-hmm. And then you have Gene Simmons. And they do they know you're playing a character? Yeah. So they, okay, everyone so they that know. comes on
2: the show, like no one's okay. punked or anything. They they come on because they know it's it's just fun. And really, I'm the fall guy, mm-hmm. really. So they come on and they have a good time. So everyone knows what they're getting into. So who's your dream interview then? Hmm. I don't know if I've had, um, I think... My dream interviews are those ones where I walk away feeling wowed about the experience. Because, you know, y- you know you do stand-up comedy. You come from a comedy background. Isn't it great fun when mm-hmm. you're in a room with someone and they just want to play? Mm-hmm. And, and then I walk away because I forget what happened. Like, my best interviews are when I walk away, I go to the office and I give the card to my staff and go, I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Just let me know afterwards. And that's when all the fun stuff happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I enjoy. Those are my best interviews, the ones I don't remember.
0: That's that's how I say about dates, actually. A lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're a Canadian Comedy Award nominee. Yes. For Best Series. Yes. Yeah, we uh, we didn't get nominated on oh. the show. We're just going to share that right now. I'm hey, totally
2: past it. I, I will nominate you this year. Thank you. All right. What a oh, yeah. suck, God. You were a so suck. upset about it. I that. was so
0: emotional. It's our you? first year. Yeah, I don't know what I expected. I think because I had four people vote and like some relatives. I'm like, oh, we got this nomination. We're I in. Didn't, <laughs> I wanted to be nominated. Because, you know, this show is just a little, little show. And it's uh, two years and uh, I just think it, you know what it's like. I mean, you've won awards, lots of big awards, actually, when we talk about it. Wow. Um, can you but please tell it's, me?
2: It's nice when like we, industry awards like the Rockies at BAM, Yes. And those kind of awards, we got a U.S. award as well. Um, these are things that are nice because it means the industry,
0: yes, is, you know, kind it's of important. acknowledges yes. you.
2: But at the same time, I look at it this way, Sandra is, you're here, you know, every week, putting great content and fans are tuning in that's the best reward anyway so actually the only
0: fans are here yeah. in the room there's one two three
2: hey Bam.
1: that's not true we had one that came with us to oddball last year too so you've got at yes. least four, four out there, Sandra. At least four. Yeah. there I, think, yeah.
0: I think to your what your reach is like two million or something yeah. i was looking at your numbers i'm like wow that's almost two twenty four point eight million for yeah. uh for uh little miss out there um jeez hmm, Educated and professional, culturally diverse. Oh, yeah, that's a good... Listen, I sold advertising for 25 years. So you know... <laughs> I went right for the demographic information on the well, show. you're good.
1: <laughs> well, when you, when you started putting this together, was that... Because, I mean, your background's pretty diverse. I mean, you do have a strong journalism background. You come from that world, but you come from acting and performing as well. So was this sort of your way of pooling all those things together? And
2: Yes. Actually, when I started the show, I was really looking for someone else to produce it. At the time, I won awards for this documentary I did on Nia Vardalos. my big fat Greek wedding so I did that was the first thing I produced as well as hosted and everything and then this other show idea out there I wanted to do and the network said well you know get someone and you produce it and I couldn't find a company that kind of could wrap their head around the concept Mm because it was unique and so it was months before I had to launch and I went to my boss I said thank you for the opportunity but I don't think I can pull this off Why is that? Because I can't find a production company that's going to move their butt and do this. And they said, well, Melissa, you just did a biography. You produced it yourself. You won awards. How about you produce it yourself? And I go, oh, all right, I'll give that a shot because I didn't think it'd be 12 years later. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that's huge because
0: you did it at a time before, like now with YouTube and everything that's out there and streaming sites, a lot of people are producing their own stuff. How did you do it? Because there was no social media at that time, so it, you needed a network, and that's not easy to get a network to pick stuff up.
1: And and there was no indie path at that time yes. either. It and I don't know what different. kind of
0: grants were around. But how do you? How did you produce something on your own? Was that your own capital? Do you like? I, I'm Italian. I need to know where you got the money from. Yeah.
2: No. Well, it was licensed, so they licensed the show. But does that mean? Uh, well, they. Like I, I the network, yeah, the network, like kind of like they would do here at this network, and they would license shows, yes, but they licensed only a few of them until they saw how it would how it would work out. Mm -hmm. So once I the first couple of episodes aired, they liked it and they were pleased with the production quality as well, and so then it continued going.
0: Wow, and so it's out there. Productions who produces out there with Melissa DeMarco, which is the new season, thirteenth season.
2: Uh, it's the 12th, 12th year. so yeah. 12th year,
0: yes. Very impressive. What can we expect this season?
2: Well, I, I try to bring back fan favorites, so every season I make sure that my family shows up Because my grandmother, or Nonna, and my Italian parents, uh, people like them all the time. Yes. So, because they, you know, they're Italian parents. Characters, yeah. (laughs) Real characters. So what's great is there's an episode that's part of this new season where it's called The Family Business, Mm -hmm. where there is a potentially you know rumor out there that melissa's family italian family might be connected and (laughs) i love it we have bradley cooper on the show we have oh my uh, good lord mendes we have (laughs) uh, fab Filippo, uh Poole. so it's a really good cast of characters
0: so that's coming up this season and uh we're going to learn more about that from melissa demarco and out there on inside jokes talk radio am 640
2: Hey, this is Colin Mockery from Whose
0: Line Is It Anyway? And you are listening to Sandra Carusi on Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640. Pants optional. Inside Jokes, Talk Radio AM 640 with Melissa DeMarco. And I'm just loving this because uh, I aspire to produce my own stuff like you and it's not easy to do. Well,
2: you are pretty amazing yourself, my friend. <laughs> Did <laughs> I just fish for a compliment? Oh, my
1: <laughs> no, yeah. not you. And uh. I am
2: impressed with the questions as well. So this is wow. all good. Yeah. You make me feel at home and and yet still dig deep. Which is wow. pretty good.
0: It's hard to do that on the red carpet though. Because you is. can't get too deep like well, you can't, but then you don't get them for a lot of time, right?
2: And it's hard because you put them on the spot. Yes. And they don't have time to think about like deep philosophical questions Yes. And answers. very few people can do that
0: yes uh, Dino what were you going to say
1: well I, I just love how like Melissa mentioned before the break Fab Filippo for example great Canadian actor I what I love about your show is you know you get a lot of these Hollywood sort of A-list celebrities that come out and do your show but you're really good at also keeping that spotlight on Canadian talent too Uh, You know, it's that whole like Hollywood North thing. And I think your show is one of the shows out there that's really promoting that. And you're not turning your back on that ever. Oh,
2: thank you. Um, Thanks for recognizing that. It's important to me to support each other Mm -hmm. as we all know how hard it is to get a break in this business (laughs) and to do something fun and exciting. And I don't just single out the big U.S. celebrities, right? So when a Canadian like Fab Filippo or Mm -hmm. um, Aaron Poole come on the show, I treat them with the same fun and respect, oh, that's great. and so they get to have just as much fun, if not more. Yeah,
0: and you treat everybody the same, mm. like from the big. That's that's very impressive. So, um, I'm talking about you influencing what I want to do. Who influenced you to inspire you to do what you do?
2: You know how they say it's really corny. There's that one teacher in school mm. that kind of uh, sort of guided you. That's I had a couple of those teachers in high school. Um, Mr. Shorman was my drama teacher, and mm. he was that guy that. When I was in musical theater, and for those of you that know me, I can't really sing. (laughs) So how I got into musical theater, I think it's because I could dance. That's about it. And they felt sorry for me. But um, (laughs) he saw this comedic side to what I was doing and cast me in an original play that he did, Dear Diary. And it was a comedic role. And it just kind of shed a light into where I kind of fit in this business. And so he was like an individual that really inspired me. Uh, But really, I mean, my parents, you know, they're really inspirational because they keep my head straight. Mm -hmm. You know, they keep my head straight and they support me, even though this is like a crazy business. Mm -hmm. And it's something that no parent really wishes for their kids. Especially Italian (laughs) girls.
0: I mean, I had to start out on chin just so my mom would (laughs) approve. Right. me to do radio
2: <laughs> i was on chin of course yeah were. every every italian uh... that's the gateway drug
1: into <laughs> and i TV. yeah i'm not allowed in there no <laughs> cake
2: icelandic
0: monja cake yeah um no but uh, it's true no but the arts in general i think we're different now as parents but i think it at a time when we were doing getting into it i mean you know it was different and now with youtube and all these things everyone's a star so i think it's a little yeah uh more accepted uh Peter Bogdanovich, big huge producer, Um, Paper Moon. I I have to mention that because I love Paper Moon way back. If you're old enough, great movie, and Mask, Mm -hmm, and so many others. What what is your connection there?
2: Oh, good research! Wow,
0: my research (laughs) team of me and me. Yes. (laughs)
2: Uh, Well, I did a movie that was. Based on the Pete Rose story with Tom Sizemore and Peter directed it. Mm -hmm. So it was really exciting when I had gone and auditioned for that. I didn't know that he was going to be the director and then he was in the room and I was like super nervous. And so I played Carol Rose, Pete Rose's wife, and it was a phenomenal experience. They had Mm the premiere in New York at the Zigfield Theater. So it, w- wow. it, was, it was huge. and That's so huge. Yeah, so he's totally cool.
0: So that was a big moment. So when you have so many loves, like um, broadcasting and journalism and acting, what's the one, like what's your big gig?
2: Well, I always say that if I was only doing my show, which is so much work, because mm-hmm. producing it and show running it and being in it is a lot of work, I d- it wouldn't feel satisfied if I wasn't working at other pe- people's shows. So doing something like Degrassi now and then and my own show kind of fulfills both sides of what Mm -hmm. I do and the journalism like I like all of it I think if I did only one I wouldn't feel satisfied
0: yes and I think that's where a lot of artists are going now like I feel it too I do the stand-up and I do Mm -hmm. um this and uh a couple of these shows and uh, TV on global. That's TV, why, I like, sometimes
2: successful musicians want to be actors, and yes. actors want to yeah. sing. And it's not because they're like, "Oh, I want to be a singer." It's because you feel like you need a creative outlet. Yes. And it allows you to do a bit of everything.
1: Yes. And you kind of have, especially here in Canada, you kind of have to jump from one project to another constantly. You can't just rely on the one thing. Do you Do you find it's difficult for you when you're acting now that you have had this show for twelve years and people know you as you? You're your own personality. Do you find that it's harder to sort of slip into a character?
2: That's a very good question. Anyone that, that casts for comedy understands that the hardest thing to do is play real people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And to to play that that kind of being funny but real. So anyone that kind of watches my show and understands it, they know that kind, that's the kind of comedy that I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's basically basically it. but the industry here in Canada is quite small compared to the US mm-hmm. and there's only so many people yeah. but I also don't have a lot of time to do a lot of projects so mm-hmm. I'm I'm a bit selective on what I do anyway but yeah of that's it, it is with anything even when I interview stars, they sometimes want to come on and have some fun because they're normally typecast yes. as these droopy drawers, serious kind yeah. of actors with no range and thespians and they mm-hmm. want to come on and have some fun. So, yes. so we give them that outlet. And you could see it
0: on uh, OutThereWithMelissa.com. A lot of that going on. Uh, so happy to have Melissa Demarco here in studio. More after the break on Inside Jokes Talk Radio AM 640.
2: I'm Maggie Casella, and you're listening to Inside Jokes with my friend Sandra Carusi on Talk Radio AM
0: 640. Nailed it! I'm here with my real estate friend Holly Garvey Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. We talked before about getting your finances in order for buyers. Well, today's tip is for sellers to get their finances in order before they list, including a conversation about bridge financing. What do you mean? In today's hot market, make sure that you're not walking away from a fabulous offer just because the closing date is a couple of days or weeks later than the closing date of the property you already purchased. It's not as costly as you think, and it'll give you some peace of mind with pre-approved bridge financing options. For anyone that I can help, call or email me with any questions. Call her now, hgp at bosleyrealestate.com, 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra.
1: Now, back to Inside Jokes with Sandra Carusi. On Talk Radio, AM 640 and HD Radio.
0: Talk Radio, AM 640. So much fun with Melissa DeMarco, the beautiful. I pose for pictures with her. Hey, oh you, you taught God. me a little
2: trick, which I love. Yeah, you right? like that with, one? Oh, yeah, with the camera up high. Yes. It's great.
0: My friend Romina Monaco taught me that. She's a good social media. I, those tricks are great. It takes 10 pounds off of me. Dean uh, from Taco, thanks for uh, helping Okay. with the questions taco.co yeah. um
2: and what <laughs> do you got coming up so we have the season coming yes. up yes on- so we're going to be shooting all summer mm-hmm. um with our new season so check that out on city tv 7 and seven thirty, and we have a lot more fun stuff on our social media stuff as well so check out at melissa demarco facebook instagram all that kind of stuff because there's also outtakes and things that we don't put on the tv yes. show yeah but it's on social media
0: i love that bonus uh, material hmm Free material. Um, and uh, we're going to have the listings coming up. i got a couple of shows coming up April 29th with Aaron Keeney uh, and then the She Dot Festival the week yes. after that. So, um, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, we got two minutes. I could talk about that. Oh, these are my own
2: gigs. <laughs> oh, I'm just plugging my own. The whole great. show
0: really is just to plug myself. Do you ever feel that way? Do you ever? <laughs> you don't do that. I just. I just this need a lunch with my audience. So let, like,
2: let's talk about your show that's coming up. Oh, Melissa yeah. this is going to interview me. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, this is interviewing me. I spun it around.
0: Uh, no, people feel sorry for me, so they just basically let me do their shows. Uh, <laughs>
2: so let me ask you a question. Yes. All right. So you sit down for all this time, like an hour, and we're having this great conversation. I feel like we're besties, right? We Don't you feel like we're besties? Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> but then you walk away and go like, oh, you know, maybe we should go for coffee and hang out a little bit. What do you think? Yes.
0: You, oh, my God, Melissa. DeMarco asked me on a date. <laughs> she wants to be my BFF. Okay. I have a new BFF. Thank you. Okay, Vince. I've got to wrap it up. See, as soon as I make a friend, Vince has got to go, like, no.
1: Yeah, we don't We don't want any positivity on this show. Sanji. No, we're
0: going to stop it right <laughs> yeah. there. But we do want to – he did, is raising money for Ride to Conquer Cancer because he's uh, one year – off the chemo. Yeah. He's going to Ride to Conquer. Where do we go to money for you? Uh, right to conquercancer.com Just search my name, Vince Tedesco, and make a pledge. Nice. There we'll keep go. plugging that. Yeah, Dean, what do you got? You've done your tour. You'll never do comedy I, again. I'm
1: certainly not helping anyone like you guys are. Uh, t- oh, Tinder Tales, we have a big one coming up at the Royal Theater in June, and uh, that's just a show where I try to date the audience. That's what I'm plugging. Okay. That's it.
2: Speaking of, thank you all. Thank you for letting me be on your show, Love Sandra. you a long
0: time. Alyssa DeMarco, please watch your show. And uh, even ours, even if you want to listen to us on uh, iTunes and all that good stuff. I'm Santa Carusi on Talk Radio AM 640.
1: Hi, it's Techie Tom, and it's time for this week's Comedy Listings. Don't miss the 22nd anniversary of Kenny Robinson's famous Nubian show, Sunday, April 30th at Yuck Yucks. Catch Aaron Keeney's Time Out Comedy featuring Sandra Carusi April 29th at the Lazy Daisy Cafe and Hits and Giggles May 26th at the Phoenix. And don't forget the return of this year's She Dot Comedy Festival this May in Toronto. And now for our Comedy RX, a scene from Out There with Melissa DeMarco.
2: Hi, Miss Piggy. Oh, so Hi. Nice to meet you. I, I was actually, um, I, I thought I'd be meeting with Kermit. Tomorrow.
1: Yeah, did you really, huh? Yeah. yeah because he was he was here uh he was here before and you met him before didn't you
2: Yes I did yeah. I did and he he was great and, yeah. and
1: you didn't just interview him either did you
2: Um can uh, I kiss you Sure
1: sure Baby baby won't you come here oh,
2: got some things I got to tell you
0: Baby baby
2: am I, am I still intact Oh yeah <gasps> Okay oh, You know what I think um, miss Piggy might notice that Are you Oops. did you get a little uh, yeah. oh, oh my goodness Oh my yeah, okay. okay. lip gloss oh, That's okay I'll uh, I'll clean up afterwards. You had ice cream, didn't you? Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, How did you know about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a woman knows these kinds of things. Okay, it really was, you know, nothing, really. I mean... You bet it was nothing. Okay, he he did tell me that you guys are on again, off again, and and at that time, if I recall, you guys were off again. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: well, we're on now you guys think this hermit's been acting a little weird lately? Uh, yeah. That's ridiculous! He's never
2: been more caring or devoted to me! And you and me? We're on! Melissa! Yeah? I'm gonna take you down! There's enough frog to go around. Okay, you don't have to be a hog about this. Well, no, ha ha, 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 ha. I, did, I didn't, you know. I, I, I just mean. Oh, it just slipped out, huh? I, it did. Listen, in this movie, you you couldn't even tell that it was an imposter. I said I want you out. I don't think you know what you want. Yeah, do I? Just told you. Shh. You're my lady, and I'm your man, baby.
1: Okay, you know what? This this interview is not going to go very well. Okay, okay. let me just let me just do it all for you. Okay. I am so wonderful in this movie. Muppets Most Wanted. It comes out soon. Uh, Yes, And you're you're going to love it and you're going
0: to love me in it. Another amazing Comedy Rx to wrap up our show. Thanks to Dean Young, our producer Vince Tedesco, Techie Tom, and our intern Tevin. Check us out on social media at Inside Jokes 640. Thanks for listening each and every week. I'm Sandra Carusi and you've been listening to Inside Jokes on Talk Radio AM 640.